right, guys, welcome to another episode of Game Changer Podcast. David Villa here with Diana Villa. And today we're going to talk about sifted to fail, anointed to serve, sifted to fail, or anointed to serve. We're going to look in Luke, the 22nd chapter, and we're going to talk about a scripture or passage, actually, that's pretty familiar. A lot of times this passage is used for communion because its setting is around the Last Supper where the disciples were there at Jesus, and he was... Um, telling them how, you know, he was going to go and give his life and he was beginning to break this down and he was symbolizing the bread and the, and the wine as his body and blood. And he was going through this and right in the middle of this, they, you know, something happens here where the disciples, Jesus says that, you know, that, um, somebody will, um, betray me here. And he's talking about, of course, Judas. And then in the middle of this, the disciples start to do what a lot of us church folks do. They started to get into an argument or disagreement, and they started by asking the question, you know, um, uh, arguing over which one was the greatest. You know, I can hear them in there now, you know, um, probably Peter right in the middle of it. Um, You know, hey, I walked on water, guys. I'm Peter. You know, listen, you know. Uh, I, you know, I'm the rock and da, 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 da. And, and then there's, you know, John said, Hey, but I'm the beloved. And, you know, they begin to debate and it went from which one was, which one of them could do this to which one of them was the greatest. They begin to argue. It was right in the middle of this in the 31st verse of the 22nd chapter of Luke, right after Peter probably stuck his foot right in his mouth, that Jesus looks at Peter right in the middle of the setting. And he says something that's powerful. He said, Peter. He said, Simon, Simon. Now keep in mind, he changed his name right before from Simon to Peter, which Peter means a piece of the rock. And, you know, Peter was the the one that said, Hey, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But he goes back and he says, Simon, Simon, he calls him by his old name. He says, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And so let's look at it first for a second where, you know, back in that day, wheat was a whole fruit and it was placed in a sifter, a giant sifter, and they would shake this sifter and they would break off the chaff, which is the outer coating that couldn't be used of wheat so that the fruit of the wheat would fall through the bottom. And that's what they would use. And so this was very, it would be like, you know, us talking about some sort of iPhone or something that we use today, right? It was a common tool that they all knew about in farming. It was a sifter. And he said, Simon, the enemy, Satan has desired or asked to sift you as wheat. He wants to sift you. But I've prayed, Jesus prayed that your faith fail not. And when you've turned back, strengthen your brother. And so the passage highlights two important aspects, right? The sifting of Peter and the assurance of Jesus' prayer. You know, Satan desires to test and shake Peter's faith, just as wheat is sifted to separate the chaff, yet Jesus intercedes for Peter, praying that his faith would not fail. And I wanted to say this, it draws a parallel, um, the the contrasting paths that Judas and Peter took after betraying Jesus. Both of them initially failed, right? Both of them betrayed Jesus. And Peter's response was different, as we know, right? He repented and he sought forgiveness while Judas succumbed to guilt and despair and ended his life. And Peter's repentance demonstrated the significance of genuine faith. And, you know, um, you know, I'm thinking back on on Matthew 16. I, I mentioned it in a minute ago. Where did this faith come from? What was this faith that Jesus was talking about? And it was you know, uh, back in Matthew 16, when he was, he took them and we went there in Israel where they took us to this place. And there was like these, these, these carved out places where they actually at that time in that place where Jesus took them to have this conversation in Matthew 16, they used this place to sacrifice 
like two different groups of people sacrificed to their gods there. So this was a pagan place. And Jesus specifically, as we found out, we went to Israel. He took them to this pagan place to have this conversation. And then it's like one of my favorite passages in the Bible. He looks at everybody there and the disciples and he said, who do men say that I am? Who do people say I am? And they begin to go, oh, you know, some, some say you're John the Baptist. And, oh, some of them say you're Elijah. You know, some say you're a prophet. They started naming out things. Well, Jesus quickly interrupts them. And he said, well, who do you say that I am? Right. He asked the question first to get him talking. Like, who does everybody say that I am? What do you hear? But he really didn't care about that. What he cared about was those of you that spend time with me, that eat with me, right, that sleep with me, that hang out with me, that travel with me that see the miracles I've done, right? That hear my teachings, you that are closest to me, my disciples, who do you say that I am? What's interesting is he already knew, right? right? So that question was not for Jesus. That question was for them to for them. evaluate, right? self-reflect, self-evaluate, you know, where have I put the Lord in my life? Who right. is he to me? Is he just a, you know, magic wand God? Do I only bring him out when it's convenient? Like, who do you say? So that question is pivotal because it wasn't because Jesus didn't already know. Right. He already knew the answer. And it's not. He that wasn't he asking know. to get like affirmation. Yes. For himself. He was getting it to challenge them. Right. Who do you say that I am? And right. do you do your uh, actions line up with your words? Right. Does your faith line up with, you know, what you say? You know, there's an old <clears throat> saying, you know, do it as I say not as I do, and hopefully we don't, you know, raise our kids with that philosophy, but that's kind of what he's saying is like, right. do you, do you live it out? Do you believe right. it? Right. Or are you just talking about it? Right. And, and yeah. And right there in that story, you know, we know the story, Peter like pipes up, right. And he gets things right and he gets things wrong. But one thing you I can always. I feel like Peter's a little bit like you. <laughs> he's, a, oh, he's definitely like me. Yeah, he is. I'm just saying. No, he gets things right and he gets things wrong, but he always, you can always count on one thing from him. He's going to open his mouth and he's going to yeah. say something. This time he gets it right, right in Matthew 16. He says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Well, then Jesus says to him, this is where he changes his name. This is pivotal because he, he says, he goes, Simon, he goes, you're no longer Simon, you're Peter, which, and he said, and Peter means fragment of the rock. It means a piece of the rock, right? Prudential, the insurance company, their slogan is a piece of the rock. They didn't coin that, right? Jesus did. He said, you're Peter, which means a piece of the rock. And then he said, upon this rock, I will build my church, not upon Peter. The Catholic church gets it wrong when they talk about like Peter, they, they get it wrong. They're, they're not looking at what it really means. What Jesus was saying is you're a piece of this rock. And he says upon this rock or upon the revelation of what you just said, that I'm the Christ, the son of the living God, I'm going to build my church on that. But then he goes on to say something. He says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my father, which is in heaven. In other words, you didn't get that from a book. You didn't get that from some man you're, you're saying that because you spent time with me and you're, you know that because you know me and you're right. And I'm changing your name now to a piece of the rock. And so then he goes on to say, you know, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And he goes on to just say this about them. But right there, Peter proclaimed Jesus as the Christ and this confession inspired by God, listen, formed the foundation of Peter's faith that would not fail him. So you want to know when Jesus said, I prayed your faith fail not, even though Peter, you're going to deny me. Satan's going to want to sift you. He's going to try to take you out. You know, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows, right? Which happened, which happened. Even though Peter said, I'm going to go with you to the end and I'm not going to deny you. Jesus said, no, you're going to deny me 
three times, but I'm going to pray that your faith doesn't fail. What you said back there in Matthew 16, that I'm the Christ, that faith's not going to fail. And that's powerful. That's the faith he's talking about when he said your faith won't fail. And he said, when you're converted, when you come around, you know, when you, when you, when you repent, when you, when you, when you come back, you're going to strengthen the brethren. I'm going to call you to do mighty things in me. And that's powerful. So the difference is where we get the sifted to fail or anointed to serve. Judas was sifted and he failed. Peter was sifted, but he came through the bottom of that sifter and he was anointed to serve. That's good. You know, I kind of feel like, um, you know, we've all done that. We've all like took a, I'm going to tap out. <laughs> I think of a wrestling match. Right. Like I'm going to tap out right now. I'm just hang out. We're going to do my, I'm going to do it my way. We've all done it our way. That's your sifter. It's like, I'm going <clears> to <throat> tap out right now. I'm going to do it my way. You know, um, in service yesterday, um, the, one of the uh, location pastors were, were speaking and, um, I don't know why I just drew a blank. It was an awesome sermon. It was a great service. There were so many nuggets, but um, I'm sorry. He, no, he, I mean, he, he's, I mean, he had a great word, but in, in that, that's your sifter. You were saying that's your sifter when you, you know, um, when you doubt or when you're, when you're, when you question things, a lot of times that could be your sifter. Are you going to make it through that? Or are you going to, you know, is, is the enemy going to break you off? And as many times I think we're, you know, um, even looking at Jeremiah where the potter's wheel, where there's pieces on the side, I think sometimes we went into a sifter in life and we were, we were allowed the enemy to cast us aside, even though he really didn't cast us aside permanently because Jesus took that faith that won't fail and he put it back on the wheel. And even though there's cracks, right? You we're, use we're the analogy of a, of a pilot. Yes. Are we allowing the Lord to be our pilot versus right. our co-pilot? Right. And he said more often or not, he's not even, we're not even allowing him to be our co-pilot. We're having him be the stewardess to serve us. Right. And I thought, wow, that's so true that we do that. That's kind of like my tap out. You know, I'm going to leave you right there, God, and I'm going to kind of do this. And maybe God's put people in your life that say, hey, no, don't do that. And we go, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and do it this way. And we come back. Right. Yeah. We come full, you know, circle. full circle and we're back at the same, but that's still a good place to be. At least you came back. Mm -hmm. And so you can, here's the amazing thing about um, the Lord is that when you come back, he doesn't <clears throat> t make you take three steps backwards, right? right. He says, okay, let's, let's, let's keep go. going. Yeah. Let's keep moving forward. Well, that's what happened with Peter. So, so where it's, it, you can see it play through where, you know, he's, he's here and he, he says, you're the Christ the son of the living God. He gets that revelation. You think that's the beginning of great things for Peter, but in the process between him pro proclaiming that Jesus is the Christ and having that revelation from God, he moves into a sifter. And in that sifter, he denies Jesus three times. The third time he denied him, he denied him to a child. There was a child that couldn't do anything to Peter, but he, out of such fear for his life, he, he, he literally denies Jesus for the third time right before the rooster crows to just a little girl. And he says, I don't know him, you know, and, and you know, that that's not me. You got the wrong guy. I and can just kind of imagine like for me, I, you know, that we've all been in those situations where we know we've like let down God and it's like, Oh yeah. Like I can just imagine like the feeling that he had and he was, and he was basically debating with this child. Like, yeah. no, that's not me. Right. But as he's saying that inside, <clears throat> you know, he's like, Oh no. Right. I mean, we've all been placed. I'll never, maybe it's been in seasons where we feel like I'm, you know, we feel like our, you know, we're so 
great in faith, right? And we're this awesome Christian. And like, I would never do that. And then we find ourselves in a similar situation. It's like, well, one of the gospels, it actually says in one of the gospels, it actually um, shows you the picture where Jesus and him made eye contact after that. So Jesus, after that last one, they were walking him through and he makes eye contact. And that's where Peter sees him. And that's, he's reminded and then the rooster crows. And then he, of course he runs off and weeps. And so, you know, I, I would like to think that Judas probably did the same thing, you know, but he got caught up in his despair. He got caught up in the sifter and, you know, he, he couldn't allow himself to be broken and come through the bottom of that thing, you know, because he did, he, he you know, it, it was so, he was so consumed by what he had done. You know, he even gave the money back. He even, he felt regret, but he couldn't bring himself you know, to, to, to break and humble himself enough to come through the sifter. And of course, Peter wept bitterly and came back through it. And, you know, it goes back to where Jesus told him, I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And he says this, he prophesies it. He says, and when you have turned back, not if you turn back, but when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers, meaning you're going to be this piece of this rock that I told you, you're going to be a rock. That's a part of the main rock. And, um, you know, it's crazy because the same Simon Peter that did that just 50 days later on the day of Pentecost, not long after. I mean, you're talking about just weeks, right? And, and not only that. I think it goes back to statistics. We talked about this in an earlier podcast, being a statistic and just failing or being an exception. And 50 days later, he becomes an exception. It's like he yeah. proclaims. And he did it without Jesus being there in the, yeah. pre- in the flesh. So he, he stood up, right? boldly on the day of Pentecost empowered by the Holy Spirit and his transformation from a wavering disciple to a strong leader exemplifies the impact of faith that endures and strengthens other and others and that's what really what it's about right God wants you to make it through that sifter and he's prayed that your faith doesn't fail and won't fail and the purpose of that is not only so you could see your purpose and great things happen in your life that's going to be beneficial to you but it's always attached to people god doesn't want to just bless you for the sake of you being blessed so you can just live the rest of your days in a in a in a you know in the tulips right in in a sunset laying on a lounge chair at a beach you know with no problems he's doing it so that he can touch others so we have to be reminded that while challenges and trials may come and they will our faith in Christ can and will sustain us. And like Peter, we may face moments of doubt, and we will. I have, you have, and, and, and temptation, I have, you have. But through repentance, which means just when we're going the wrong way to turn around. The pastor yesterday said that as well. When you're going the wrong way, you know, you just, repentance means you just do an about face and you go the other way. It's not some big, long ordeal. You just turn around. And you stop going the direction you're going that's going to lead to destruction. So Judas kept going. Peter turned around. And then even though he was tempted and had moments of doubt, right, and and through the repentance and reliance on God's grace, he was anointed to serve and he strengthened the brothers. And that's you and I as well. Well, That's our calling. I think if you think about the time frame, it's not long, 50 days. Mm -hmm. Basically, he took 50 days to get his bearing. So if you're in a season where you know you're headed in the wrong direction. Why don't you just speak to people listening Just stop yeah just stop right don't move get your bearings as you in in that in that time period allow the lord to do that 180 and shift your direction to move forward we don't sometimes the best thing best place we can be is be still and know that he is god and he is in the midst and he is in control and his desire is for you to live out 
um, a faith-filled life yes. that brings honor and glory to him. So it's okay just to stop. Yeah. Just stop moving for a second. Just take a pause. Tap out. But don't tap out to keep going in the direction you, you're headed. Tap out for a second to just get yourself together. And just like that 50 days, which is a short amount of time, yep. you just kind of brought it back. Yeah. And so it's okay to just stop for a second. I'm going to speak to that. And, and we, as we wrap this up, those of you that are in our sifter right now, I just, I just want to prophesy over you. I wanted to declare that it's not the end. It's not the end. Even though it feels like you can feel the walls closing in around you, you can feel them, you know, just breaking stuff off of you. And, you know, it's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good. It's dark. It seems hopeless. It seems like you're by yourself. You know, and there's those of you that are in a sifter right now. And I just want to prophesy that if you will allow God to do the work in your life, you will come out of the other side of that sifter with an anointing on your life that will destroy yokes and remove burdens. And he's got a plan for you. And that plan will meet every one of your needs, every one of your desires. And it will be bigger and better than you ever could have imagined. Because that's God's plan. His plan is better than our plan. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, are you going to be sifted to fail? Or anointed to serve. How about you? Sifted to fail or anointed to serve? Anointed to serve. Me too. All right. Hey, want to thank you guys for watching today and listening. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple. And uh, hit the bells. Get notifications so you don't miss an episode of our podcast. Um, If it's a blessing to you, share it with someone. Tell them about it. Um, Not for our benefit, but maybe it'll touch someone's life. Maybe you know someone that can be encouraged by what we talk about. And uh, if you're on social media and you want to tag us, we would love to see what God's doing in your life. And also make sure you download our Game Changer by IPD Agency app. There's a lot of resources on there. And we want to stay in community and contact with you as well for Marketplace Ministry. We love you guys. And we will see you next time on Game Changer Podcast. God bless.